So they ask where the underground is, where the trains run, where the tracks is, where the strange run. But the only place where change can come from is where the facts is. The path is a dangerous one, it's rarely traveled. But a famous one where freedom is unraveled. Marching forward till the feet is bleeding on the gravel. Cause we gotta beat them or get trampled where they keep it real. But even deeper still, until the people understand they need it. Till the system made to keep them ill. And over time, erase from memory how the hell a fever feel. They ask what underground is, where the sensible I eat the other sound is. Where discussion function like percussion boundless. Stop the drummer now, gather round, kids. All right, underground real sports, sports and life like no other with a Philly twist. Uh, this is um, yeah, sad day in Philadelphia today. Uh, Sixers lost game seven. I got Taji with me. I got Dame uh, popping in in a second. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, um, yeah, so let's not even wait and go right into it, Taj. Uh, what's one of your first points that you want to talk about so we can break this down, man? Um, I mean, what everybody's talking about, just how disappointing it is. But sadly, like we were talking about before we came on air, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm all that surprised, man. Either. I was, I was kind of looking for, not looking for it, but halfway expecting there to be a letdown. Um, um, I actually, I thought I would be more angry than what I was, but I actually, like, I wasn't surprised for some reason. Maybe because the, the way the tone of the game was is why I wasn't, you know, as surprised. What you mean, like, tight like that throughout the whole game? Yeah, like, they was losing and sometimes, sometimes they wasn't, like, it was <laughs> Wait a minute, man. <laughs> What's that background picture? <laughs> if you were listening on a podcast, they ain't got a background picture. Best of the shoot this shot. It's like from the back of them, and the, but the ball is like on the. It's from the back where you can see the rim right in front of them. So it's showing the best in his head straight on. But the basketball is like on the left side of the backboard. This man hitting. This man hitting that. NBA logo. They gotta be Photoshop, man. There's no way. Well, I don't know. I'm not putting it past them. <laughs> well, for me, like um, I like I told Taj before we started to record, you stupid man. <laughs> before we started to record, um, I was I was preparing myself after game five for the letdown. So I think that's why I'm not as upset or mad. Um, yeah, I think real people who've been watching the series, the series, um, could be seen that it was like 50-50, but they were, we was more upset because why should it be that way? It's one verse four or five. It shouldn't yeah. even have came down to that. Right. We upset because we were the better team and it should not have come down to that. Exactly. Right. We're better team than Atlanta. And... The other th- only thing that made me real mad about that game is, and, and this is kind of going, it's kind of being swept under the rug because the focus is on Ben Simmons. Refereeing in the series, man, some of the worst refereeing I've ever seen in a play. Like, and B talked about it a little bit, but, but it's, nobody's talking about that because, you know, the focus just keeps being 
Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. But when you lose a lot of games close like that, it can very well come down to calls here and there. Embiid was getting balled up all game, like blatant fouls, and they were not calling it. That's dis- that's despicable, man. And Doc Rivers and them, if they don't complain to the league or send tapes or something to the league, I don't I, – I mean, first of all, Doc Rivers is too passive in general. Like, he's just sitting over there like this, like, like show some emotion, like act like you care. Like the Hawks out there, yeah, they complain a lot, but, but when they complain, they get stuff done. The referees start calling stuff their way. Like you just sitting over there complacent, not you know, just lax, not 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 getting angry about anything, sitting there with your arms folded. Like, like what are you doing? Yeah, why are you not getting angry? Throwing clipboards, smacking people upside the head, something. Yeah, and it's disrespectful to a player of a B's caliber. I don't know. To a player of a B's caliber for the referees to I can't hear you. To just be ignoring like Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. It's disrespectful to the player of NBA's caliber. I can't hear you, We can hear you, man. <laughs> it's disrespectful to the player of NBA's caliber for referees to just ignore him like that and ignore his complaints. But they come listen to the Hawks' complaints on the Sixers' home floor? Yeah, the whole home court thing was just sickening to me. It was disgusting. <laughs> Them losing all those games, well, losing games at home. How do you lose a game seven at home? Damn, but I really believe the home court. If if, if they going, if the referees don't are not calling stuff for the number one seed in, in the home team, it don't the home court advantage don't matter. I mean, it matters to the point where I mean, I guess the opposing team should be tight. But you know, if the opposing team ain't tight, it's it's a neutral court for real, for real. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we lost game one, five, and seven at home. So, I mean, that says something a lot too. Um, but. Todd, you're right. Uh, the call, like the referees, were just horrendous on both sides. I can say, for this for this series, for this series, it's been a it's been a lot of uh, referee. But like, and B didn't get a lot of calls that he normally gets, and I I, I kind of don't understand why. Even at home, and he you know normal his normal calls or whatever he would get, but Trey Trey Young was getting those calls. He actually he was getting in B calls. Yes, he said that in his press conference. He said, I don't know why. He said, like, stuff starts turned at one point, he got injured, and then he stopped getting calls. Like, he, he that one game, he didn't get a foul shot until the fourth quarter? Like, what? That don't even make sense. That don't even sound right. And, oh, and, and, and I had one gripe about, uh, well, game six. So, about him getting fined. You know, him getting fined. Now... So nobody going to talk about Collins kicking him in his injured knee? And you wonder why he got up the way he did? But he didn't get anything fine, but Embiid reacts. Gets up, didn't touch him, but he gets fine? He kicked him in his bad knee. Like, like that's ill intent. You know, it's my when, when Embiid did that body mush to him. Out of yeah. First of all, <laughs> Collins, Collins' little fake tough guy act, man, like, this dude. First of all, when that happened, did you notice how Kyle was like? Yeah. He was That's scared. Like, just, like, why, why are you acting so tough? Act as, he's not even that type of dude. Like, you hear him talk in his press conference, like, you ain't from the hood or not. You're just a regular nerdy black bull, like, trying try to act like you tough, getting in people's faces and shaking his head at people all the time. Like, what are you, who are you, man? He yeah. got a shirt. He got a, you seen the shirt of him dunking on Embiid? Yeah, I seen the shirt. Wearing and it at the press conference. That's another call. 
That dude is corny, man. Yo. I don't know why the Sixers wasn't getting mad. I think they just didn't care enough about him. Like, they didn't even notice him, really. But, like, like, come on, man. And the shirt, you know, clearly has Collins' hand, like, has his arm on, on around Embiid's neck, and they didn't how, call it. How is but that, like, how is that not an offensive How? Problem? Yeah, and, and I don't understand how you could ever not call that. He's choking Embiid at that point. Like, you can see it on the shirt. Like, you want to look at the shirt, you can really see it on the shirt and still shot. Collins' hands is around the ball neck. <laughs> and the other thing, Keezy, is that I don't understand when they choose to, like, go to the review play to look at things that should be reviewed as a possible flagrant and not. Like, I don't know what their criteria is because the, remember when, when he jumped? Whenever it's a close call. But remember he jumped at Curry at the three-point line. He'd need Curry in the face, right? Right. Remember that? He uh Collins jumped to block Curry's shot and, and Curry like faked him and tried to go under and Collins like need him in the face by yeah. mistake, right? But they didn't even go to check it. They didn't even go to check. He need him in the face. They didn't even go to check it. But then on the other end, something happens that's incidental, like Dwight Howard when he when he uh tried to block the dude off of the rebound and hit him with his elbow. Same yeah. thing. It's the same thing. He didn't intend to elbow the dude in the face, but then they review that. And give them a technical. It's a history. That is part of history, your history. If you got a history of keep getting texts, then when you do certain things, they go to look at your intent on it. If you're a crazy they wild should, they should be, no, but they should be looking whenever, whenever a dude goes down like this, like they should look at they you typically they look at all of those. But Curry gets knee in the face. They don't even go to the replay. They don't even go to the replay. It was, stuff yeah, like, it was stuff like that happened in all series. Like, like I don't know how many things they replayed for the Sixers when they got hit or looked like something was like a flagrant. I don't know how many times they reviewed stuff like that. But every time something like that with the Hawks, almost every time, they went to review it. Yeah. So, like, I – so, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about game seven. Um, when did y'all think the game changed? I think, to me – um, the game changed, and B kind of brought this up is when Ben Simmons backed down Gallinari, Murray, spinned off of him, and didn't dunk the ball. At that point, oh, that one underneath the basket. Well, that's what I'm talking about. But like he was, he spun off of him. It's an easy dunk. The basket, easy dunk, and he gave it right next to when he gave Thibel. the Thibel. Thibel got mauled instead of him just laying it up or dunking it. Yo. Man, it was Trey. Trey Young was in front of him. You, dunk on that midget. What are we talking about? Listen, that changed the whole thing because at that point, <laughs> I think that. they were looking at Ben like, "Yo, are you tripping?" Because then the reason I look like this, I'm, you know, what I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of how much of a bitch he is, man. Yo, I can't handle by. I, I don't know about y'all, but if I got somebody on my team like that, I would be yelling like crazy. Like, what are you doing? You know who was who left because they probably would have got to the point where they was yelling at him like that, Jimmy Butler. Do you blame him? He's right. No. Like he's MB, right everywhere he goes. Listen, he said all man. of this stuff. He's right. Yeah. Listen, if it's game seven and you're supposed to be one of the best players on the team, I'm one of the best players on the team, and I can't grab you by your shirt and be like, "Yo, what the fuck is you doing?" Like, come on, it's game seven. Get your yeah. shit together. Like, I can't say that to him. Right, that's true. Yep. Yep. I can't say that to you. If I can't say that to you, now if you bench, even if you're a bench player, we on a team together, and I can't 
say in any kind of way, like, yo, what's going on? You all right? You good? Like, you had a layup right there. Like, it's ways to talk to people when you're playing a game. You're right about that. Like, if you picture Jordan, Kobe, dudes like that, like what they would do to a teammate that was playing like that, they do stuff like that. LeBron, they would do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for some reason, though, it feels like Benson is protected from dudes doing it. Like, I don't even think Jimmy Butler would have done it, would have did it publicly. He might have did something like yelled or something and sat down, but I can't picture nobody doing it because I feel like the Sixers protect that dude. Well, he the, can't do that? Well, it, y'all remember in the Toronto series in game seven, you know Jimmy Butler took the ball away from Ben Simmons, right? And he was the one bringing the ball up, setting the offense up because he was gotten tired of him being soft. People was wondering, like, why is Jimmy Butler, you know, bringing the ball? Because Ben Simmons wasn't doing anything. You couldn't count on him to do nothing. You know, it's a terrible indictment on Ben Simmons. Maxi is like the anti-Ben Simmons. This dude shows no fear. He a 19-year-old rookie. Comes in the game, just do what he want to do. Like, plays aggressively, has more, somehow had more energy than Ben Simmons in the playoffs. More more animation, more attitude. Offensively, way more uh, confident. Way more aggressive than Ben Simmons, who's going on 25 years old, been in the league, what, six, five, uh, how many years? Five years now? They really have to have a conversation with this man, not even joking. Like, what the fuck is going on in your head? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, tell us what's wrong with you. Help me help you, nigga. <laughs> Did you hear Marcus Hayes interview, ask him questions last night at the press conference? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious it was like okay I, you know I, I ain't gonna get it verbatim but he said something about that that dunk thing he was like uh he's like we understand you know i understand you're a pass for the guy he was like but you know at the same time you are 6 10 240 pounds <laughs> so yeah like what you so, doing he's like why would why did you not just dunk that he's like is there something going on in your head that's <laughs> keeping you from Feeling like you can make a shot, like something like that. He said, <laughs> "That's why I said it's beyond basketball at this point with this dude. This ain't, <laughs> it ain't basketball with this man. Listen, if you can't I, talk to him, and he refusing to shoot. I gotta bring this up, yo. I gotta bring this up. This comes from upbringing, man. This man has been coddled all his life. It's ain't that much coddling in the world, Keezy? You and." Summer League on these fucking Instagram videos and Summer League videos. But they against us. They not against NBA players. They against us. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You don't care, but he, but he's saying is right. Like, he's been coddled. Like, you could not care all you want. The reality of it is he's been coddled. If you go back to that, to that documentary series he had, yeah, back then it looks like, oh, yeah, he's a bold guy for standing up for, you know, players needing, you know, he don't want to play, he didn't want to play his uh, freshman season, right? That's what it was. And he come to the Sixers, like, you know, we didn't care about it then. But now, in retrospect, if you look at it and put everything in perspective with the Ben Simmons we got now, he's an entitled little brat. <laughs> he's an entitled, coddled brat, man. He is. And I'm telling you, it goes back to Australia. It goes back to Australia. It goes back to him in high school. It goes back to him in college. Yo, his, his godfather was his assistant coach. Well, his, oh. head, his first head coach at the NBA is was his father's coach like the y'all don't under like of well, course he's going to be coddled when they got people in position to coddle him he's been pushed through with nepotism all through the nba all the way up to the nba 
<laughs> Nepotism his way right to the All Star game. <laughs> this man's horrible. Stop telling me more stuff. Cause our like y'all was falling, y'all was falling for it a little bit, but not me. You got to put that in the title somehow, Keith. He nepotism his way to the All Star game. <laughs> That's hilarious. All Star nepotism. <laughs> He did though, because he gets all them votes from other people. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. All I know is, if he got to get out of here, what is what is Doc talking about? You going? You got to help him or something? So, yeah, you can help him. Help him get the hell out of Philadelphia. He's not going to make it. So there's some breaking news. Breaking news that he. Um, is skipping the Australian All-Star Game or Australian uh whatever Olympic whatever I don't know what it is yeah the Olympics Olympics this summer so that he can focus on you know developing his game right what wait 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 stop right there for one second Taji so if he does that this is why I say he got to get out of Philly because if he does that and come back the next year averaging 12 14 points he's going to get destroyed. Nobody's going to care about the regular season, him averaging 12 points. When he gets to the postseason, like, he, he just got to go. You got to go. I think he's going to get destroyed whether he do that or not. Like, we can't, they can't roll that same squad out there. And I think what makes it worse is that Embiid is out on them now. Like, you, your star player don't don't got time for you no more. What, what can you do at this point? Like, Ben Simmons has showed such a weak, like, result. Uh, resolve like he had, you don't have no back backbone so you expect him to know and be through him under the bus and come back next year like yeah I'm gonna yeah, all of a sudden he gonna change all that like I, I I don't know man I don't know like I mean look it is worrisome if we trade him and he goes somewhere else and start shooting a little bit if Ben only if Ben Simmons shot like he did in the summer league he's he's a he's gonna be a real problem if he just shoot that much he's gonna be a real but problem that's the that's the only thing that's going I'm sorry to tell Sixers fan, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, we're not going to do it here. Do it. Your girl, yeah. your girl do it in Oklahoma City or go do it somewhere else. Just don't do it here. We I'm, over it, man. It's, five, it's been five years, man. I, I They can't bring this man back. I don't care what y'all say. They cannot bring this man back to this team. Keezy, that you know that's going to happen. No. Embiid already threw him under the bus. They can't wait, bring him back. It's wait, over. Your girl been telling you for four years, yo, you got to get a job or I'm out of here. She keep taking care of you, keep taking care of you. And then once she throw you out, you're like, yo, I got to get a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go get a job. Like, I can't. I got to go get a job. And then he ends up being better with the other shorty. That's just how it goes. That's just life. We, they can't run that team out here next year, Dean. They can't do it. Look, but they may they have to break it up. They they may have to, right? Because I don't know what they can be to get for Ben Simmons. So I mean, I guess it's a good thing that he's doing it. But like, I'm not. You know, I don't. At this point, I don't want to hear shit. Bad thing about it. Here's a bad thing. I don't want to see nothing. They're gonna have to go through all next season, yo. Next season, regular season means nothing to no fan, nobody. Like we're gonna sit through 82 games potentially, just just to get to what? Okay, now. Just to get to playoffs where we really care now. Like, I don't care yep. about nothing in the regular season next year. Nope. And that's what I was saying. That's why I said if he come, 
key. Yeah, guys, I've been working overseas. I've been working in Australia. I've been working in wherever. I've been working with LeBron. LeBron, my home. None of that shit matters anymore. Nothing he can say or do matters except the playoffs. That's yeah. why I say he got to get out of here because it's and, and, the regular season. And, and for Doc Rivers, too. Like, I don't care what you're doing in the regular season. Like, he should, he, should, he should be eliminated from being able to get coach of the year next year. Because it don't matter. Like, <laughs> he should be the coach. What are we talking about? I think Doc on the he low. Gotta, he like, has to low. go. He, he, he got to go, Todd. I'm sorry. He got to go. Probably, he probably shouldn't be coach. But here's the one problem I have with that, all right? One problem I have with that is these local radio hosts and stuff and callers or whatever just, like, get Doc out of here. Brett Brown had seven fucking years before he yeah. All right. All right. Years before they got to right, you cancel the True. But so, so wait, Todd, I get what I'm you're saying now. No, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. We we so get are we supposed to go through Brett Brown again and wait no. another seven years? No. Wait, 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 then wait. So coming from and 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 I feel bad saying this because he a brother, but this man has lost 25 straight elimination games. 25. We can't ignore that. No, we can't we ignore. Can't. We can't ignore it. But I just find it a, 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 a little, a little offensive that people are just pointing out the same stuff that Brett Brown did in first year of Doc, saying so. They need to put him. It's in B. Have, I hear multiple callers saying it's Doc's fault. Then the B is not in the post. When we said that about Brett Brown for seven years, and nobody blamed Brett Brown for that. You're right, Todd. You're right, and we'll, we'll be the only ones to bring that up. You're right, but um, that's probably a. Todd uh, just straightened me out. No, I'm, it's, yeah, I'm yeah, letting yeah. Doc. I'm giving Doc a pass. He straightened me out too, but you know that's a that's, that's a fish you know, town Eagles thing. You know, for like I know that. You know, for like the past three four years, all we heard was Embiid needs to get his ass in the post when Brett Brown was coach. Now they're saying because it's a Doc Rivers black coach, I think. All right, now is the coach's fault that he's not in the post. It was always the coach's fault. But, but they notice it now when it's Doc Rivers. But seven years, they never noticed it with Burt Brown. It was a B's fault. It was the player's fault then. Yeah. Right. I, but I'm straight, I do I'm straight he out. Don't, he don't jack like Brett Brown, though. So I don't have a problem with the way he's using MB. Well, that's, that's, yep. even, Dana, it, it, that's even more of my point. He puts him in a post more than Brett Brown did. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the way he plays with Doc. Y'all, my only problem is Ben Simmons. Get him the fuck out of here. I have to get Center City. I have to get Center City Rob on there. I have to. Yeah, please. But I'm saying with this, like, what um, with uh, what I do notice this year that's different is, like you said, he like you know, Embiid was playing in the post. Well, Embiid's lingering outside of the post because he's catering to what Ben Simmons' strength is. He's trying and, to help and, him and, out. And, and he's trying to help him out. So. You can't tell me that like Embiid is not like a team dude. He's sacrificing his own game yeah, I, I to unlock something for this dude to do this. I don't think anybody would accuse Embiid of not being a team dude. But what, what we can say, if we go back to the coaching thing, is maybe maybe it wasn't as much Brett Brown as it was Ben Simmons, right? However, however, I'm gonna put Brett Brown and Doc Rivers in the same boat as being two passive ass coaches that can just contribute can continue the trend of, of people in Ben Simmons' life to cater. To his deficiency, I agree. Yeah. Now, let me ask you all this. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you, if I'm a coach and I know my player is not gonna shoot in the fourth quarter, 
Why do I got them in? You ain't switch them to, to put on, you ain't put them in the, the stop order from uh, abusing Curry. So if you ain't doing that, he had no reason being in the game at that point. Right. All right. Let me, so, so here's the thing with Ben Simmons with, with that defense thing, right? People lauded his defense, praised him for his defense or whatever, right? And, you know, if we think about who to trade Ben Simmons for, you know, if you go back even like a month ago from now, we questioned like whether we'd rather trade like Tobias for a Dame Lillard if possible or a Ben Simmons. And we, we most of us choosing Tobias, like, because we look at Ben Simmons' defense, like, you know, that's our – that's our identity. Like we lose like a big chunk of our identity when we trade Ben Simmons, right? But if you look at that game, right? Now on the surface, people who not really analyzing the game, they just looking at stats and stuff like this team T shacking them do. Not Barkley so much, but like shacking them do, right? Like you can totally just look at his stats and stupid stuff like that. You will look at Trey Young and see that he shot, you know, five, four billion or whatever he shot. Horrible yeah. shooting, right? Horrible shooting. And you say Ben Simmons beat him up. You can look at the stats and say that. However, Trey Young is a very smart player, man. Very intelligent player. What he was doing and killing Ben Simmons with was that getting in the lane and tricking him be with whether, am I going to shoot a floater or am I going to shoot, a, am I going to throw a lob? Because that floater motion is the same as his lob. Yep. Right? Yeah. So, so B don't know. So he gets caught in the middle constantly because he don't know. But what's going on there is Trey Young, he had Ben Simmons going in a circle, literally a circle at one point. <laughs> ben Simmons could not keep that dude out of the lane, man. Could not keep him out of the lane. Yeah. I don't care if he shot five for a thousand. He was killing us with his game outside of outside of shooting because Ben Simmons really couldn't stop him, even though he shot poorly. He couldn't stop him. No, and that's that, and that's the one point that I wanted to bring up. Uh we were talking earlier. Yeah, like you know, he was you know he was playing good defense on them, but once Trey Young gets in front of anybody, which he was getting in front of people, he dictates what's going to happen. Like you said, once he got he was getting around Bible, he was getting around Seth Curry, he was getting around Ben Simmons, and like like Taji said, like when Embiid is kind of in that middle, he don't know what to do. He don't need to either know what to jump or to do or to come to uh what you call it? He's going to leave um Capella open. It was kind of just like. You, you got one job. Keep him in front of you. If you keep him in front of you, you kind of dictate him to, you know, to throw the ball off and things like that. But what he was doing in the fourth, and I don't think people realize it, Nate was calling for him to get switches. So he was noticing that the Sixers were switching. And once they started switching, he was always getting the, the perfect matchup to do That's what he needed to do. Shit. Yo, that shit yeah. gets me fucking annoyed. If you and know what her was doing. Curry was doing the same thing. He was yeah. doing. He was getting switched off, and Seth Curry was getting cooked. I wouldn't even the way he started it off. I, don't, I disagree with that. I don't think Ben Simmons played good defense on him because because he destroyed us with those with getting in the paint. Like that's not good. De- like you putting them be in too much of a compromising situation on both ends of the floor. Because on a def- on the offensive end, he they can set Ben Simmons man don't even have to guard him. So Embiid's going to face double and triple teams every time on that floor. That's one thing. That end of the floor. That's one thing. Then on the defensive end. You 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 getting burnt on you you know on 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 penetration and that puts him being in a compromised situation. Now he got to guard that person. He got to guard his own man. He got to sometimes go out to the wing guard that man. This man's playing on a torn meniscus, right? And anybody who's played with a sports injury knows you get sapped of energy with any kind of injury. Like even just running, me running. If I have a sprained ankle, I get way more tired running with a sprained ankle. So so you get he's exhausted, right? 
And then on the offensive end, he's also giving a ball up to Embiid early in the play, where Embiid got, got to now play point guard. So let, let me segue a little bit into the Embiid thing for people who are like, oh, we had eight turnovers, blah, blah, blah. He's partly to blame. Yo, your big, what big man in history of the league ran the offense outside of maybe Jokic? Nobody. Shaq ever had the ball in his hands like that? Did Elijah no. ever have the ball in his hands? You, no. Green. So you asking your big man at that point in the game to run your offense. Yes, he's going to have a lot of turnovers. That's not his job. That's Ben Simmons' job. And to be playing with a torn meniscus, tired, and, and, you know, still played a pretty good game. The eight turnovers, that's going to come part of the course because of your point guard. He's not playing point guard. He got to go. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, I mean, I'm, I'm over it. So I've been over it. His, his, I think we could have got more for him after that first Boston series when we won the 16 straight. His, oh, his value was his his value was was uh 83 sixes. Way up there. We could we could have walked him to anywhere and, and traded somebody straight up. But now you'd be lucky if you get a uh you know second tier play for him. His nepotism during that time was through the roof. <laughs> No, dude, you talk about those switches. And I wrote, had to, I wrote it down. I wouldn't address it. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, because I hate, like, when I see the way they switching, if you know somebody coming up, you're gonna, you got to adjust to people doing that to you, right? So if somebody coming up, you know that you're going to call a pick, either fight through the pick or you set your matchup up to where as though, like, I see the Lakers do it sometimes. They, sweat the, they, they set their matchup to, oh, you're going to make me switch? All right, so now the matchup all jumbled up, so you don't know what you're going to get with the switch. They never do that. They never do Wait, that. Wait, you're saying the Sixers never do that? They don't, they don't play the switch right? They some they most of the time don't play the switch they right or they get the right. bad matchup. They get the bad matchup almost every time. That's That's they, they, they don't defend the switches. No, and they did that with Brett Brown, too. Y'all remember that, right? Yeah, they they it was they were so bad at that. So now I just don't understand what's going on. So so my my point with the switches, like Dame is right about the switches on defense. My thing is why every time they in court they they exploited the mismatch. Every time they in court, every like, single time, the Sixers never did it. Never did it. That's coaching. Yeah, literally. Because that, like I said in the group, how come Trey Young? Trey Young don't even play defense. Now, so somehow. Get him on Ben. I think, ben, but be, yeah, yeah, that's right. They should have put him on Ben, put Ben in the post. That's the problem, though, Dan, because it's Ben. So it's like, I think, let I me mean, give Doc a slight excuse here because Atlanta had more opportunities to exploit mismatches than the Sixers did because the Sixers playing four on five on defense. So, I mean, four on, four on five on offense. So it's like they have less opportunity to exploit a matchup, matchup because every dude can get doubled from Ben Simmons' man. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll be forgetting about that. So, what, um, Taj, what did you want to bring up about the breaking news that they said he's going to change his hand, uh, Ben Simmons' hand? Like, if you look at him in, like, the summer league, his form looked halfway decent. Like, his form looked decent. I'm not even going to say halfway. It looked decent. Like, in, in the summer league, right, we talked about that last show, how he used to be able to shoot. I think people forgot about that. Uh, not great, but he can shoot good enough, right? Um, On Instagram, he can no, in the summer league, he he shot good. Like, shot, he was what a What happened to that? Right? Huh? What happened to that? Was he touched? Right, so that's what I'm about to say. I think he got these shooting coaches, and they, like, made him switch his hand and start messing with his shot, and he ain't been the same since. Like, I think they messed his shot up. 
There's no way you should be making it to the All-Star game and your layups is Russian roulette. There's no way. There's no way. Layups. Layups. He can't. So we let him go any way we can. We give him all the passes for the foul line shot. All right, all right, you can't do the foul line shot. Trees. Trees. But a fucking layup you can't make. So what we might be facing here, Dane, is he may be like broken, like permanently broken. That's what another reason you got to get rid of him. Who cares what he becomes outside of here? You gotta live with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Exactly. I think people need to get over it, man. It's over. They fold him. They fold him. They fold him. It's over. If it was me, if it was me, the be smart. I would bring folks back. I, at least he's not, he not afraid to shoot. He ain't scared, yeah. And he get points now. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be a rough fall season, man. I I, I mean, I'm yeah. expecting to blow up, but I know that's not going to happen. Because I hear said when they asked him about what what the playoffs mean, like what did they learn about the playoffs? He was like, uh, he's like, man, he's like, He's like, what I learned is like, it's all about the playoffs. He's like, the regular season. He's like, man, he's like, regular season ain't. He's like, ain't nobody playing defense. Like, regular season people just out there playing basketball. He's like, nobody really played the regular season. He's like, like, the playoffs, everybody play hard. Like, now you see people's real defensive stuff is. He's like, it's just a whole different thing in the playoffs, man. And he was kind of just like, looking there, like, yeah, like, after that regular season stuff. Because the Hawks, they probably played defense like that all regular season either. All of a sudden, the playoffs, <laughs> they turned it up. Yeah, that's every. That's what I said. All the people that was given, all the people that was saying Ben is all right, Ben is all right. I was like, each round, the level of talent goes up. Yeah. So if you're still in regular season talent, playing in the second and third round of the playoffs, you're gonna get killed. And not only that, because another thing Tobias pointed out is that you're playing the same team every day. So, I mean, every night. I mean, every game. So um, the, it's more, you know, coaching comes into play and all of that stuff because now you got it. Even if you ain't a good defensive team, now you get to key in on matchups and how you how to defend this. You know, you're studying, studying stuff. You see them every day. You know, you can put strategies together that can mask maybe your defensive deficiencies because you're just using a better strategy. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. And they clearly did that. You can tell he watched film. He has people prepared because they came down and looked for the mismatch every single possession. They looked for the mismatch. They were looking for Curry and they were looking for Kirk Moss. Plain and simple. Whoever ended up on them was getting scored on. Plain and simple. Doc, should, once you see Herder was hurting Curry time and time again, all right, let's just say you left your coaching handbook at home. Now, you just use your mental mind. Herter is killing Curry. All right, I got to find Trey Young and, and try to exploit whatever it is he does on defense. Like, just look at the other team if you can't coach. Right. I think Doc spent too much time getting the son-in-law open looks on the <laughs> other end instead of getting him help on the defensive end. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I mean, he uh, he was getting abused, man abused yeah it was like four like four times in a row like come yeah. down herder oh i got curry on me buckets buckets like once you see that 
you got to make some kind of change. Yeah. So I don't care what it is. If you don't want to take Curry out, put switch Ben on her. That was the other thing. Switch Ben on Herder and then let Curry stick little shifty Trey and let them non play defense against each other. And they also should he also should have just used Maxi more because Maxi was probably the best person to defend Trey and he was a, he, he's probably the best on the floor with him. Well, outside of Curry, Maxi plays real good with Embiid. You know what I mean? Um, so that's it. Like who who are y'all standout players on the Sixers and who are y'all disappointments on the Sixers from what y'all saw in the playoffs? Uh, standout Curry, Curry, um, Curry and B, Maxi. Uh, I'll say the only people you can't trade disappointments. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and Doc Rivers. That's it. I got another disappointment, slight disappointment. Um, I feel like uh, Thibault didn't really show his defensive mastery like he did in a regular season. That's true. Like disappointment. The only untouchable people is maybe Maxi. I'm on the fence with, and B, Tobias and Curry. Get everybody else to. I could agree with that. I said Tobias, Tobias, I'd let go of if you're getting the right player. You know what I mean? But I agree with those players. Tybal, I'm on the fence with, but you might have to give up. You might have to give up something to make the pot. At this point, I'd rather give him up to Maxi. Yes. That's why I said Maxi, I'm on the fence with because he got something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a thing, right? He got a little bit of an it factor. (laughs) He got something. You can tell when somebody got something. Right. And they can be fearless like that and scoring points. Ben got to go. Uh, if I was his agent, I would be looking. I think people are going to start to call. I mean, I think Maury is making calls or, like, I no, think he's going to figure it out. There's only one place I wouldn't give him. There's only one place I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him to LeBron. LeBron might all the way fix him. He might. He so might. he's only if he say he want to go to LA. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere but there, you can go. <laughs> you cannot go play with LeBron. No, because that that seemed like something that was already in play <laughs> a couple years ago. LeBron told him, "Yo, just keep not shooting, and then you go come with me." Nope. Not doing. That's the. Yeah, but see, I don't think that's gonna happen, Dan. Because you know what? If you thought if you thought Philly was a crazy place to play, the playing for the Lakers, man, that's 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 enormous pressure that he can't. He's not gonna be able to handle that. But he gonna be fixed. LeBron gonna make him do. LeBron gonna make him do stuff. So that's no. Do not trade this man to the Lakers. <laughs> I don't care what they offer. Do not, I don't care if they offer magic. Do not. If they go offer magic, <laughs> it's the only place I won't trade him. No, because I would be like, he he would come in off and say, "Yo, I want to go to the Lakers." I would be like, "What? Who is this in the works?" No, get the fuck out of here. Can we can, can we talk about real quick how the Sixers are also a dumb basketball team? Of course. <laughs> they don't got the smartest IQ, bro. They don't. They never don't did, though. Them. That's why I never liked them. Like, like I think Milwaukee's pretty dumb, too. I was calling them dumb. The Sixers are just as dumb, if not if, if not worse. They dumb, man. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't got the IQ to 
the learner switches, to do this, to do that. Like I, I just don't understand how like w- as lengthy as we were, we should have been abusing them on the offensive end. I'm gonna blame I'm Brett Brown a little bit for that. Brett Brown molded the stupidity of this team, man. <laughs> Brett Brown left his stink. <laughs> Brett Brown left his stink on the Sixers. Yeah, he molded the stupidity of this team, even though a lot of them dudes ain't here no more. Like that, he's right. It's the stink of it. Like that culture, that dumb culture. <laughs> he built. Remember what we used to say? He, he built bad habits in Embiid and Simmons. You know what he I mean? Embiid broke out of a little bit, but it's probably just like they the top two stars. Tobias was still here, so yeah, you gotta I do know. something, man. I, they can't bring this team back, yo. They cannot. They can't, man. They can't. I don't think they could bring this team back. They definitely can't because you see, this is their second time trying it. They tried it with, with Butler, almost worked. This time it wasn't, this time it was bad to me. That's why I say they got to break it up. This was bad. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible, man. That last John they lost on the last second shot to Toronto. That was a dog fight. This was horrible. Yeah. And, and every series, every seed, every playoffs, and B shows up, Ben Simmons don't. This is a, a consistent thing, man. Never. Even what when they played Toronto last year, did he do or the year before? Did he do the same thing? I think with he did. no shots. I think he was, I think he was goose-egging it. <laughs> I think he was goose-egging that series too, I think. I don't remember him ever showing up in the playoffs, so I'm just going to assume he did the same thing. He showed up in one game in the playoffs, and that was against Brooklyn. I think it was a game one or two Brooklyn in that series. Just like he did this year against that hey, one Washington. game. I'm talking about Simmons. My, my bad. Simmons showed up in one playoff game that i ever seen in my life. Well, no, this year against Washington. Remember that one game? He yeah. Had? Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, well, so two two playoff games he showed up out of how many he's played? And technically not they almost lost to Washington for real, for real. Yeah, it's not <laughs> enough. So the only team they beat in these playoffs is Washington. The trash team that probably shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. They didn't even been there. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's why it gotta get blown up. We can't bring the same people back. Now, real quick, before we get out of here, I, I do want to talk about what we were arguing about a little bit about on uh in the, on the WhatsApp, Keezy, with the with the trash playoffs that this is. Nets is out. Um, uh, LeBron lost first round. You got mm-hmm. got a uh, conference finals of Atlanta and Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> then on the West, this is you got, the NBA though. You know, on, on the West, you got this the Suns. Okay, Suns and. In the in a Kawhi-less Clippers, all right, who who beat the Jazz, who I would say was a worse collapse than the Sixers because they were far and away the number one seed all season, and had their full team and lost to a crippled Clippers without their top player. Well, they didn't have Conley though. That's twenty points right there, a game, Taji. Huh? They didn't have Utah. Ain't had Conley. Yeah, they ain't had Conley until I think till game four. Oh no, game seven. Or oh, yeah, right, right, right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Only until game seven. But also, but the Sixers, okay, you can say, you can say, it don't say, Danny Green don't sound like much, but it's much because you, who you filling the Danny Green spot with? And the B playing on the torn meniscus. Well. So, so you really had like, you know, Tobias Harris showing up here and there, but the Sixers ain't really have much to, 
much really to to to, to, to offer for real, for real, except for Embiid. I guess the biggest question, because Utah was number one of the world, but nobody thought they was winning nothing. One, because they Utah. Well, I think I think everybody I, thought they was fake. I think is because it's Utah. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It's a small market. Nobody cares about them. More of a spotlight is on the Sixers, but nobody who. I don't think I've heard one comment after Embiid got injured. I don't think one person outside of outside of Philadelphia predicted that they could win it all. I heard Milwaukee, I heard Milwaukee I, the Nets over and over and over. That's I it. Give you that point because I like I'm thinking about Utah as like you're right with the whole spotlight thing. The spotlight yeah, okay. was bigger on the Sixers than it was Utah um, because, like you say, Utah is a small market team. Yeah, nobody was picking Utah either. I, I don't think I don't think people believed Utah so much, but. Um, I still don't think it's any excuse. Did you see how – I guess y'all didn't watch that game where they, where they gave up a 27-point lead? Yeah, I, I seen most of the game. Yeah, I saw I saw most of it. I didn't I didn't watch all of it. But I kind of saw the way this was going. I was like, you know what? This is about to go, turn bad for the Jazz. I said, this is turning bad, real bad. Yeah, and, and, and they lost 6-2. to two. I mean, uh, three, 4-2. to two. It's not even like they win seven games. Like – I think I think it's a, a comparable collapse. And then you look at the Nets, all right? The Nets dealt with injuries and stuff, but so was the Sixers dealing with injuries. It's just nobody seems to give us that excuse. But we, we were dealing with injuries too. The Nets, they were the team that was supposed to last through the playoffs. Well, I told yeah, I told you injuries was going to tear them up because they was too much. It was too yeah. much. Yeah, if so, Kyrie could play that game, that game seven is no way in hell they would have lost that game. The next series, next season is kind of a disaster too, because they gave away their their future. Now they got to re-sign Harden, right? They got to re-sign Harden, and um, you know they don't have much of a bench. We saw because with one and a half players out there, they kind of trash. Yeah. Well, it'll be just like how Miami was that first year they played. They ain't had no bench and stuff. People going want to go there. A little bit different because LeBron covers up a lot of problems. You know what I'm saying? Durant ain't that dude like LeBron is. I don't know how much they try to hoist him up there. He's not the player LeBron was for his, you know when he was in his his uh, the peak of his career. He's not that dude. So Nash is forcing to play him every minute of the game to the point where he's shooting air balls. <laughs> and, and Nash is not a good coach, but that's what they asked for. They asked for Nash. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Harden gave that Harden made him lose that game because you seen that he was exhausted. Why right. would why wouldn't you take the shot? No, I get it. Austin. Harden was a shell of himself. That's true. Hard. But how did like all right? So let me let me ask you all this. This is how I know they walking all over Nash. How do you say, yo, don't take me out to the coach? Nash ain't a good coach. Well, Nash ain't no you and you can just look at Nash. So he he just out there like he not he don't really have no say in nothing. Like <laughs> those players was co- was coaching that team. That's probably why they wanted Nash to be the coach. But I saw Stephen A say it on the show. Karma is the biggest reason they lost. I agree. Karma's the biggest reason they lost, man. Yeah, karma injuries. Yeah, and they what? came back to bite them, man. Definitely. Well, them and the Sixers will be back. But if Ben on there, I'll tell you what, I won't be watching no games. If Ben on there. <laughs> ben, like, ben like a bad uh, cast member on, the, on a good TV show. You're like, yo, man, this man back on the TV show. I'm not watching it no more. 
I don't think I'm gonna watch either. Dan. If he unless he comes back and he's shooting jumpers game one, shooting jumpers game one, I ain't watching. Now if he's shooting jumpers game one, it's like a whole new. You got drafted a new player. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a real like, carrier. Like draft night all over again. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm gonna tell y'all this. Like if he come back doing that, I, it's gonna make me even more I, upset. I hear you, but. All these Sixers fans talking over say, oh, Billy, get about it. If you come back shooting jumpers, they won't throw that shit right out the window, including you. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But, I, but no, but no, no, no. I'm be mad. I'm be mad. I'm going to be mad because this year was the year that we could have done it. With all the injuries, it all lined up for the Sixers to it go. All, it lined up perfect. Lined it up. Did. And they couldn't perfect. do it. It was number one. Everybody was getting hurt. They was only half hurt. Like, it, it lined up perfectly. Well, the silver lining is that now Ben will either be forced to turn turn his game around or he's being forced to be traded. There's the silver lining in this because if they had gotten to the conference finals and say he took Milwaukee seven games, this would have been yet another excuse for Ben Simmons to say, you know, I'm good enough to get into the conference final. I have to change something about my game. So it's a good it's a good thing in a way because now you have to change, man, or we have to change it. You know what I mean? All right. So what about this scenario? Because this is also a scenario. Game one, he don't shoot any jumpers still. So that's be the worst thing ever. Yep. Because then now what? That'll be the worst scenario ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I say get rid of him now. I don't want to see none of that potential. I don't want to see none of it. <laughs> It's over. Not a potential. No, I don't want to see none of that. Five years is too much, bro. It's time. That's the name of the episode. Tired of potential. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see none of that potential. (laughs) He's tired of potential. I am. No part of man. What you? What they think you could do? Yeah, we (laughs) just just to sit here and think about like the people. That was drafted after him. You look at Brandon Ingram. You look at Jamal Murray. You look at. I don't want to go through that again. Why would you put yourself through that? Yeah, because like I, I watched. I try not to think about that stuff. I watched Jamal Murray put his team on his back last year in the playoffs. Same draft as Ben Simmons. Well, I think Murray. I think we got we got Murray. He hadn't really done. His Maury stuff yet? I think he'll do something, man. I think somebody will shake loose that we're not thinking about. I think he'll pull something off. Yeah, I got. I have. I have complete faith in him. That's the only one I got faith in. Him and Embiid. Everybody else, yeah. Wishy washy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. All right, y'all. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank y'all for tuning in and uh. Guess it's no more basketball for us. I'll be watching for fun. If it's on, it's on. I'm not, not watching. Bro, you know, I'm not watching the Hawks and, and the Bucks, yo. I'm not watching that series. I'll watch. <laughs> I'll watch the Clippers and Phoenix. I agree. I'll watch that series, but I'm 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 not watching Atlanta <laughs> and Milwaukee. No, I'm not you know watching that watch, series. You know, I got who I'm rooting for. Book all the Booker gonna be take them all the way home. I'm with the yeah. Suns. I'm with the Suns right now too. Yeah, I, that, I, that's why I want them to win the chip. I want them to win the chip. I want Phoenix to win the chip. And I wanted Milwaukee to punch the, the Atlanta in the mouth, but not because – I actually like Trey Young. I know y'all hate him. I actually like Trey Young. 
But he's but he the only player on that team I like. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. a Bucks sweep, a little, a little light sweeping, a little light, little, little light tsunami in of Atlanta. Because the Bucks gonna do what the Sixers should have do, should have did. They go a little light vacuum and hmm, what's this? What's this? Just like the crumbs and stuff be on the floor. What, what the hell is this? Zoom, zoom over them real quick. And get him the hell out of here. Yeah, and Giannis and, and, and that fake tough guy Kyle is gonna be paired up with Giannis. I want Giannis to dunk on his head a thousand times and do that, <laughs> that nasty, that the face he do that I hate, but I'm gonna love it when he do it on Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm looking at a quick light back vacuuming of Atlanta. It's gonna be quick too. <laughs> and I'll tell you this: I'll make a bold prediction, but I'm gonna tell you this: the person that they're not going to be able to stop is Chris Middleton. I expect him to average 35 in this series. No matter who they put on him, <laughs> he is going to torch their draws, bro. They don't have nobody to stop him. No. Nobody. They, they, He's they, a better Tobias Harris. And they had let, it, let, they yep. had it against the Sixers. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to work that hard on defense against the Sixers. Now this dude exactly. Boy, and watch, watch Holiday work Trey, work Trey Young out on offense. He's gonna play defense on him and he's gonna score on him like it should be done. That's why I said it's going to be a little light vacuuming. Yeah. yeah right about that. I don't think it matches with the Milwaukee at all. This will be. It don't match up good with them at all, man. They don't. It's bad. Nope. So, they're going to be. It really didn't match up good with us, but we screwed right. up. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yo. <laughs> the problem is the Sixers ain't match up with the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> That was the problem. You know they don't match up with us, right? Well, we don't match up with each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing somebody always said when they go to play. You don't know nobody can match up with the Sixers. We got this, we got this. No, we can't match up with each other. <laughs> None of that means anything. <laughs> Yo, I'm dead, man. You stupid. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually true. The Sixers don't match up with themselves, man. They, they don't. Don't. With themselves, they don't. We beat ourselves all the time, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. But all right, y'all. That's our show for this week. Thank y'all for tuning in. Pataji, Dame, and myself, we are out. Peace. Peace out.